to have been in the Kansas district this week to enjoy with you the blessings of the Lord to hear what we've heard and felt what we have felt to be on the receiving end of the good Christian hospitality brotherhood and fellowship that we have experienced from all the brethren of the Kansas district and uh, I've enjoyed my personal fellowship with Brother Westberg, your superintendent, with the Beckton, your fine secretary, and each man of the, of the board and the brethren, and uh, the evangelists that are all in this camp. And it's not always easy. Sometimes you are teamed in camps with uh, different men, and uh, the flow of the spirit and uh, just doesn't seem like you can get everything all into step the day services go in one cadence and the night another but it's been a privilege to work with brother Muncie this week and uh, enjoyed his ministry Bible teachers are an endangered species amen because we have so many that Preaching is more scintillating, it's more tentilating, and uh, than just getting down in the Word of God, breaking the Word of God, verse by verse, understanding it in its contextual accuracy. But it is Bible teaching that puts meat and sinew and fiber in your walk with God. Amen. And there needs to be a complement of evangelism with good Bible teaching in every church for it to be a solid apostolic church. Amen. And we have enjoyed his ministry. I want to thank everyone for everything because a camp meeting is not just the speakers, but it's the people that cook and the people that police the grounds and the saints that come and worship with open hearts and those that pray before the service. Camp is made up of all of that. The architect and the mayor and the city fathers get their name on the cornerstone of the building. But there are thousands of unnamed workers that put their energies and their efforts into building the building. And so this camp is made successful not not in a large part, but in a very small part by myself and Brother Muncie, but in a great, great part of you whose name has not ever been mentioned in this camp, but your devotion day by day by day and uh, coming, worshiping the Lord. And I was thinking as the, camp, the service was going on tonight, my mind went back to the creative week of the Lord and to think all that Jesus Christ as the Word of God from the creation. God created the worlds, what He did in one week's work. And I pray that my week's work here has had spiritual creation in your life and has left an impregnable mark on your walk with God and your concepts of walk with God, your walk with God. And if I've done that, my coming has been valuable. And if it has just been the enjoyment, so often uh, we come to church 
and it's almost like the world going to a ball we just don't have the dressed up drunks and we don't serve champagne but too often going to church is a spiritual answer to going to the movie where people go to the movie and are enthralled by a drama their emotions they become a part of the story every male becomes the hero every female in their emotion becomes the heroine of the drama and people live out their lives substituting a thing felt for a thing done and so often we come to the house of god and we are touched and emotionally moved by the worship and the preaching of the word but it's just like having gone to the movie we've been entertained we have let our emotions become involved and we were whoever was the champion of the message that night but it's all an emotional thing and we never translate what we heard into a lifestyle and into an action in james the admonition of the lord both was that there needed to be doing along with our hearing praise god mr salman could you give me just a little bit more i'm reading tonight from the seventh chapter of the gospel of matthew and also the 10th chapter of Paul's second letter to the Corinthian church. My pace will be slower. The Holy Ghost dealt with me deeply as I sit on this platform today as these fine men were being ordained into the ministry. The Holy Ghost began to deal with me about about this message and so i want to bring to you the word of the lord that god dealt with me about today matthew chapter 7 and verse 13 enter ye in at the straight gate for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction and many everyone say many there be which go in thereat because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life and few everyone say few and few there be that find it and then in second corinthians chapter 10 in verse 12 For we dare not make ourselves of the number or our, compare ourselves with some that commend themselves. But they measure measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. But we will not boast of things without our measure but according to the measure of the rule which God hath distributed to us, a measure to reach even unto you. For we stretch not ourselves beyond our measure, as though we reached not unto you. For we are come as far as 
to you also in preaching the gospel of Christ. Not boasting of things without our measure, that is, of other men's labors, but having hope which, when your faith is increased, that we shall be enlarged by you according to our rule abundantly. To preach the gospel in the regions beyond you, and not to boast in any man's line of things made ready to our hand. But he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. For not he that commendeth himself is approved, but whom the Lord commendeth. It's not how good we look to ourselves, and it's not the rule of the measure with which we set by our own rule, but it is the rule which God hath distributed to us, which reacheth even unto you. For he is not commended who is commended of himself, but it is whom the Lord commendeth. I want everybody to relax. I'm not going to say anything dangerous. I can already feel it. I'm not going to undo four nights of what I've done. So just relax. The standard has always been and always will be to the fullness of the measure of the man Christ Jesus. And until we look like him and act like him and talk like him, and until our spirit and our attitude and our motives are like the Lord Jesus Christ, whatever else we boast of, we boast of a measure of ourselves among ourselves. But when we walk and talk and look and live in the fullness of it is God's design that we stand in the fullness of the stature of the man, Christ Jesus. For that purpose was the ministry given. Paul tells us that in Ephesians 4. I'm preaching to you tonight on the power and the peril of consecration. The power and the peril of consecration. We deal in things that sometimes we do not understand. And we, we handle things that are far more powerful and have far more responsibility than sometimes when what we imagine. When the Holy Ghost dealt with me and God gave me this message, it has caused me to walk so much more soberly and with such a greater intensity and desire that whatever I present that I am and to deal as a man of God with the things of God with a very careful and prayerful spirit you that seek to consecrate to God, and especially to the ministry that's here tonight, 
you that are leaders in what whatever form within the churches in which you serve under the honorable office of a bishop and you that desire to consecrate your lives to God I really think you ought to understand not only the power but the awesome peril to any man or woman that consecrates their lives totally to the Lord God you've touched me with anointing I feel it Lord I just pray that my spirit can complement this word that you have given to me let the word of God be received let it profit being mixed with faith Lord bring every alien spirit into captivity I pray tonight that you can quiet the children and that you can bring a peaceful spirit of rapt anointing and attention on this congregation so that God that we do hear the word of the Lord and that the word of the Lord impress us because God if we do not deal responsibly with the truth that we have if we do not deal responsibly with the knowledge that you've given us woe woe unto us I pray that you touch us all now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ amen you may be seated thank you for your patience because of my childhood it has brought a characteristic into my adulthood of being a quiet sober person I'm not given much to levity or frivolity a lot of times my wife tells me I'm not a whole lot of fun to be with and because of that I have learned to enjoy being alone many people cannot survive without a crowd but I have learned because life forced it on me as a child I learned how to feel comfortable with only myself to entertain myself so I have a place that I often go to be alone with the Lord I call it my wondering place it's where I go to wonder about things that disturb me as a pastor or of deep burdens and care that I know that people that I shepherd and love carry and because I feel a responsibility to minister to their needs I often go with the Lord to my wondering place and there the illumination of the Spirit has often come to give me that fit word for whatever need I happen to be addressing at the time sitting along the Chattahoochee River that flows through the city of Atlanta 
I often sat at my wandering place and am lost among the sounds of the river, the boiling rapids and the soft roar of the water as it flows between the banks. I've wondered as I've sat many a time underneath the authentic oak that stands as a sentinel at the shores and the banks of the, that river. I wondered if a hundred years before a squirrel or a chickmunk had hidden an acorn against winter's coming and forgotten where it had buried its treasure and then the seasons came and the germination and there stood a tree because of the burial of an acorn by a for, for forgetful squirrel. One day as I was sitting there I began to reflect back into my boyhood. I was born in Miami, Florida and was raised all of my childhood in Jacksonville, Florida. There were two large segments of water. They were swamps that played an ultimate role in my life. The Everglades in southern Florida, the Okefenokee Swamp, which inhabits southern Georgia and northern Florida. And as I sat there by the river, I thought about the swamps. And out of that, this message was born. There's only a slight difference between a river and a swamp. Both of them are bodies of water. Both of them, depending on the region that they're in, especially the Okefenokee and the Chattahoochee, spawn mostly the same types of aquatic life. You will find, by and large, the same kind of fish, except in the extreme northern part of the Chattahoochee because it's spring-fed from the northern mountains. You will find an abundance of brown and brook trout in the, in the river. But you will find much of the same kind of wildlife that inhabit around the region of the Chattahoochee as in the Okefenokee Swamp. They're both bodies of water. They're both aquatic.